Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's my Yang from Mix in the Dark. And before we get started, I want to thank Magic Mind for sponsoring this episode. Magic Mind is the world's first productivity drink, and you can check them out at magicmind.co. I want to let you know that a team and I are hosting another happy hour meetup for anyone who wants to network. So last year we had a um, networking social hour with just podcasters and the difference this round is that we are extending our invites to any content creators such as podcasters, photographers, videographers, mixed media, etc. And so shout outs to Ramanisk Podcast, um, Pocket Size Tales and Cozy Cave for keeping it real and doing this um we figured that it was a good idea to get connected to others whom we might want to collaborate with in the future and so this meetup is happening on the first friday of may so may 5th at far east bar and restaurant here in st paul minnesota so if you're interested in connecting with your fellow content creators then come out i'm also linking our facebook event page and rsvp form um and so please connect with me or any of the team members if you have any questions at all and i hope to see you there All right, let me tell you a little bit about this set of stories. So these are short stories that were sent to me by a lot of listeners, and I haven't gone around to releasing them, um, more so because they are very short, and so I was waiting for other short stories to come in so that I can put them all together so that it could be an episode together. And so this is a compilation of those short stories, and they're actually very creepy, and this is the first time that I'm recording uh, pretty late at night. It's 1.55 a.m. right now. And so, um, yep, just take a listen. Please enjoy. Story One On a warm summer night at the farm, my siblings, cousins, and myself decided to play cops and robbers. We were all between the ages of six and ten years old. The farm had a huge cornfield right next to the chicken coop and barn. It was beautiful and private. It was right around the time the sun was setting and the dark was coming through. It was perfect timing to hide in the sheds or even in the chicken coop. My sisters and I were the robbers. We separated and I went to hide where my cousins would not be able to find me in the pigeon's den. I was being quiet as possible when I heard a loud cry. It sounded like my sister's cry. I thought maybe she had gotten hurt and needed help, so I quickly left my hiding spot and ran out of the den. Sure enough, she was crying, but as I was walking toward her, I noticed her acting weird. As she was crying, she was pointing at the cornfield. I stepped in front of her face, trying to get her to come back to her senses and tell me what happened. She just kept pointing behind me into the cornfield. I turned around. I couldn't make up this black thing right at the edge of the cornfield. It was like half of it was sticking out of the cornfield and half of it was not visible due to the leaves of the corn, but it made sure that it was noticeable. I took a few steps closer to make sure I was seeing what I thought I was seeing. Long black hair, all the way to the ground, about two to three feet tall, crouching or sitting there. I could not see a face or a figure behind the hair, but I knew what I was looking at. I screamed for someone to go and get my dad. As I ran to my dad and told him exactly what we saw in the cornfield, he became very angry. I led him to the exact spot where we saw this long, black-haired figure, but as soon as we got there, it disappeared. 
At this point, my dad became angry, and so he and my older cousins ran into the cornfield to check if someone was trying to play a trick on us. Sure enough, after 10 minutes of strolling through the cornfield, they couldn't find anyone in there. My dad was not about to give up. He wanted to find out who it was and why they were there trying to scare us. So he had all of us kids hop into the truck of his red pickup truck and slowly drove us around the cornfield. He told us to scream if we see it again. And sure enough, I saw it again. We all saw it. Literally right in front of us in the cornfield. My dad slowed down, examined what he was seeing, and quickly drove off with all of us in the trunk toward the house. Till this day, I remember and I know what I saw. My sister and even my cousins who saw it too do not remember this night or do not even recall seeing the short figure with long black hair. Although I wish I could forget, I can never unsee what I saw that night. Story 2 The year was 2010. I was 13 years old, hanging out at the mall in my town. I was walking alone, and I was used to being alone in large places like this. Having been the only child, this was normal for me. I was walking past one shop that faces the cove where the outside doors are. This shop was a local business and contained several knickknacks inside. I was about to walk across the entrance when a sudden fierce wind blew past me from the inside of the shop, almost knocking me over. I saw a dark hooded figure that must have been eight feet tall. He was taller than the doors and was two inches from my face. He moved very fast, faster than anything I've seen before. He was running down the cove toward the doors as if he was following someone who was already outside. That's when I started observing what I saw. I could see right through him. It looked as if he ran through the doors, and they shuddered after he went through. It was not windy outside that day. I was the only person around to have seen this. I looked around wide-eyed and realized that nobody else had seen or even acknowledged its presence. I asked one person if they'd just seen what I saw. He looked bewildered by my question and didn't know what I was talking about. I even looked inside the shop to see if anything had rattled. Everything looked as it should be. People inside acted as if nothing had happened. My mom is very intrigued by the paranormal, so as soon as I found her, I told her everything I saw in detail. She didn't believe me. Years later, I would bring it up in conversation with friends and still, no one would believe me. I know what I saw. I can relive the fear, wonder, and total confusion I felt at that moment. It was truly terrifying. Story 3 When we first moved into our house, it was in very bad conditions. There were homeless people staying there, and the house was dirty. Many things were broken. The room I slept in is a medium-sized room. I guess you can say that the room is a multi-purpose room. I used to sleep there. Nowadays, it's where my mom runs her business. Whenever my grandparents came to visit, they would also sleep there. Whenever I used that room either to sleep, watch TV, or record, I always felt a presence staring at me. One day, I was home alone and I was in that room watching TV. After a while, I heard footsteps in the kitchen. 
I paused the TV to listen closely. I couldn't hear anything anymore, so I continued watching the TV thinking that I was just imagining things. I didn't like being home alone, especially in that house. I decided to take a shower just to get that out of the way. When I was in the bathroom, I heard someone calling my name from the kitchen. I knew that my parents weren't home yet because they usually called me when they were nearing home. I quickly finished taking a shower and went into my sister's room to wait for my family to come home since I didn't want to be in my room alone. I never told them about it. My second experience happened in the room I slept in. I was laying on the bed watching YouTube videos when I heard the sound of a music box winding up and starting to play. We do not have any music boxes in the house. Then I heard the sound of a child giggling somewhere in the room. I got up and listened again. I was freaked out and debated whether to tell my mom about it or not. I ended up just telling my sister, who is younger than me, but she thought I was just playing around. The third experience also happened late at night. It was right around midnight. I woke up suddenly because I felt someone laying down next to me. I knew it was not any of my family members because they never did anything like that. The only person who might do that would be my little brother, but he slept in my parents' room. I dismissed it as just being a dream, but deep down I knew that it could not have been. I wanted to ask any of you if you have suggestions on what I can do in this situation. I am still living in this house. Story 4 This happened my sophomore year. My college was about two hours away from my house. At that time, my cousin and I were looking for a house or apartment to stay. Luckily, my friend's house had a room that was open, so we thought that we could take that room and share the rent for a year. The house was five minutes away from our college. We decided to become one of their roommates. One day, it was pouring rain. A friend of mine and I decided to go to the store that day after class. We walked back to the house because I forgot my money. The minute we entered the door, we heard footsteps in the basement. We thought that maybe it was just a new roommate since there were bedrooms downstairs too. The next day, I asked one of the roommates if anyone stayed downstairs in the basement. She said no one stays in the basement. At that moment, I got goosebumps because my friend and I both heard footsteps. I tried not to think too much about it or I would get freaked out. One late night, I thought I heard a man's voice. I forgot exactly what he was saying but he was repeating one word. When I heard it, I thought it was my cousin listening to something on her phone. She sleeps next to me. I asked her about it, but she replied that she did not hear anything. She was still sleeping, so I was the only one that heard it. I tried to forget about it and go to sleep, but I heard it again. It kept repeating itself, so I woke up to check her phone in case she accidentally left something on. There was nothing going on on her phone. I got pretty scared after this, so I woke her up and asked her if she left a different device on or something. And then I told her what I heard. We both looked at each other, then we ran to the living room. I was not having it. I was too scared to go back in the room and sleep there. We just decided to sleep in the living room for that night. About 20 minutes later, the TV turned on by itself. We looked at each other like, what is going on here? The next morning, 
She called one of her friends from overseas to see if there was anything happening at this house. Her friend is a shaman. Her shaman friend says that the ghost was trying to mess with us and that the ghost was the one that turned on the TV. There are two spirits that are living downstairs. That's when it took me back to when I heard footsteps in the basement. I instantly got chills. After hearing this, nothing else really happened. As long as we don't bother with the spirits that lived there, we would be fine. Hey listeners, it's my Ying. If you know me, I am such a busybody. I always try to be involved in my community somehow, or I take on extra projects because I'm all about building a better me and a better tomorrow. And it's hard to balance all these things, plus being a mom at home. And as you know, I've been trying out this drink called Magic Mind, and I'm at the end of my pack, and I'm sitting here reflecting to see if it has actually made any difference in my life. And... You know, I used to jog and I lift a lot and it was a way for me to relieve stress and to work on myself. But this has stopped since my baby was born because I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to adjust and trying to figure out myself again and um, doing all that with a baby running around. I usually feel like I don't have energy to work out because at the end of the day, all I want to do is just sit, watch a movie, and do absolutely nothing. I'm tired. And sometimes I feel like we just bust ourselves so hard at work and we're just too tired that at the end of the day, we can't really be with our loved ones. Um, and so I think Magic Mind has helped me to find that energy that I need to allow me to add some extra movement in my day. And I'm not saying that I'm going to the gym, I'm doing cardio and lifting, none of that. I'm talking about just having the energy to take my kiddo out on a walk or to play with him at the park or just take him out to the mall. So let's summarize this journey a little bit. So, so far since drinking Magic Mind, I have been able to organize my tasks better, be in a better mood, generate more energy, balance my time. And these are all things that are very important, I feel, for any individual to stay grounded within themselves. Um, and Magic Mind contains organic mushrooms like lion's mane to support your immune system and to help your neural growth. And I'm still so wowed by all the natural ingredients used to create this little tiny bottle of magic and I'm impressed. I do recommend trying it out for yourself. And as I mentioned before, I have a 20% off code to share with you. It's MIX, that's M-Y-X. And to use it, all you do is go to magicmind.co slash MIX and you enter that code at checkout. And remember the best part about this is that they have a money back guarantee. If it doesn't work for you, it's okay. So I'm going to include the link in the description of this episode. So make sure you check it out. All right, back to the stories. Story 5 When I was a little boy, my siblings and I used to play this game we called murder. How it goes is everyone hides and then comes out to kill each other. We only played on the nights that my parents weren't home because we could run wild around the house with our toy swords and guns. We had been playing this game for several weekends until one specific game when something else decided to join us. It started like every other game. Everyone would pick their weapon of choice and go hide. My sister and I decided to go hide in the hallway together. The hallway entered from the living room and if you continued straight ahead, you'd enter the bathroom. If you went left or right before the bathroom, there were two small hallways that led to the bedrooms on either side. My sister and I decided to hide in the hallway opposite from each other because it was dark and we had coverage. No one had hidden in the bedrooms or bathroom. Anyone coming from the living room would be caught right in the middle of my sister and I. 
As the game began, my sister said, You better not kill me or I'll shoot you the next game. After my sister had finished what she had to say, we heard a whisper from the bathroom. We both froze and turned our heads, knowing that there was no one in the bathroom. It felt like forever before my sister and I reacted. I didn't know who it was or what it said. We both sprinted to the living room and shouted for everyone to come out. All of my siblings came out from their hiding spot. No one came out from the hallway where we heard the whisper. My sister and I explained what happened and everyone was done playing. No one knew what had happened. For the remainder of the night, we all huddled in the living room and waited for our parents to come home. We watched TV and gathered so closely together that I dared not look any other way besides the TV screen. When my parents came home, we told them what happened and they both laughed at us. My mom told us not to play such games regardless of day or night. A game called murder where you kill each other is simply an open invitation to others. That was the last game that we played and I still get shivers to this day when I think of the moment of what it had said. Based on my memories, it said in a very quick whispered voice, Just kill him. Story 6 It was a quiet summer evening at the farm. My two uncles, Uncle Yua and Uncle Waming, were just hanging out, talking, and cleaning their Thai roosters. Waming mentioned that it was getting dark and that he was going to head home soon. Yua stopped him to invite him to eat dinner with his family first. Waming rejected the offer because he wanted to continue his cleaning and training with his chicken. The darkness was coming in and the sun was setting. Yua finished dinner and came back to the barn to come and put his chicken away. He noticed that Waming's car was gone, so he figured that he left home already. Yua grabbed his rooster and walked toward the chicken coop to put his chicken away for the night. As he was walking toward the chicken coop, he noticed someone in there playing with the chickens. Keep in mind, it was getting darker, but not dark to the point where you cannot see where you are going. As he got closer, he realized that it was just Waming. Waming's back was turned toward Yua. Yua questioned him where his car was, but Waming did not answer. He figured maybe Waming was just busy or he didn't hear the question. Yua continued on with the conversation that they were having earlier on, and as he was talking, he realized that all Waming's responses were just grunts or nods. After a few minutes, Yua finished putting away his rooster. He turned around and Waming was nowhere to be seen. Yua found that to be super odd, so he took out his cell phone and called Waming. Waming picked up and Yua asked him where he went because they were just talking and he found it rude that he just walked away from their conversation. Waming was very confused and was questioning Yua and after a few seconds of talking, Waming mentioned to Yua that he had left a while ago when Yua went to eat dinner. Yua, still confused, finally realized what was happening. He quickly finished up putting away his rooster and he ran home. Story 7 My mom experienced a very strange sleep paralysis episode a week before the Wausau festival. She told me there were three people around her. One was on the floor where my brother slept, one near her feet, and the other one next to her. 
She had thought the one next to her was my dad, just because he had come home from work, and she heard him open the room to the door. My dad gets home around 2.30 a.m. to 3 o'clock a.m. from work. When he gets home, he likes to prepare things for the morning so he can cook for us to eat. Anyway, my mom felt a heavy pressure on her, and she knew it was going to be a sleep paralysis episode. The one next to her and my brother was saying to her, Come play with us. Stop playing hard to get while the other one on my mom's feet was laughing. Just then my dad came in and woke up my mom because she was moving a lot. The next morning my mom told me what happened. I jokingly said, okay, and? My mom then said, don't make fun of them, it's not funny. I then said, I know, I wasn't making fun of them. She then left from there. Ever since that conversation, I kept overthinking and was always scared of my mom's room. I would speed like the flash when passing her room. My room is the last room in the hall, but it was across from my mom's room too, and the attic was where my door was too. My sister dances to traditional Hmong dances with her team. Her team was competing in the Wausau Festival, so we went there for two days to support her and her friends. We came back from the second day of the Wausau Festival. Once we got home, my uncle had left to go to his parents' house. My auntie stayed at my place. My parents were holding a small birthday for my brother. My cousin and I remembered my auntie and my mom's friend talking about Honing and how they both have it. Honing just means that you have a spirit guide or spirit guides and will eventually become a shaman. After about 10 minutes into the talk, I told them bye and went into my room to sleep. My auntie had clearly told me the way my bed is facing is similar to the old days when the Hmong people died. They'll make the dead sleep in the same direction as the middle of the house of how the roof was built. I thought nothing about it and told her that it was okay. I remember that night on August 2nd, I went to sleep at 11pm because I was tired. I usually put on soothing music to sleep. About an hour later, I woke up because I could no longer hear the music. I checked the time, it was 12.28 a.m., so I went back to sleep. The moment I closed my eyes, I remember hearing my mom saying my name. She seemed drunk and I didn't feel like answering, so I faced the window with my hands crossed on my chest and my back facing the door. I was about to fall asleep when I heard a sneeze. I felt my bed going down behind me like someone was pressing on it. Then I heard my ears ringing and I felt a presence on my waist and chest. I got scared and remembered what my mom told me, when you hear ringing, it's sleep paralysis. This was when I realized I needed to call for help. I called for my uncle who passed on January 28th of 2021 for help. I think it worked so I tried to go back to sleep. I haven't even finished thinking about how it was just nothing when another pressure came over me again. This time was more wild. I couldn't breathe. My mom always told me to stay calm during the process and to focus on your breathing. I was so scared that I was going to die. I also had asthma, so on the back of my mind, I really thought I was going to die. I started to pray to God to help me because I was so scared and finally the pressure came off. I was breathing heavy, but at least I was breathing. I asked Terry to call my dad through my phone because I couldn't figure out where my phone was. He came to my door, but unfortunately, my doorknob on the outside was broken, so I had to go open it by myself. I just quickly turned on the flashlight and ran for the door. I turned around to look at the corner of my room. There was a lady in Hmong clothes with black long hair. 
I opened the door with my dad with tears in my eyes, trembling, telling my dad what had happened, but he couldn't understand me. I finally slowed myself to tell him what I just went through, a sleep paralysis episode. He told me not to be scared and to go to sleep. He put a cased mow knife under my pillow and told me not to open it. I went to sleep with my sister still shaking. Although the house was hot, I was shivering. I continued to sleep with my sister for the next two weeks and did not enter my room unless I absolutely had to. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab.